Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi, my name is John Guidetti, and you're listening to La Liga Lowdown. Wait, what? Another one? Exclusive interview. Yeah, you got it. Another player who's played at two different Aliga clubs this season, Celta Vigo and Alaves, and he is off to the World Cup with Sweden too. John Guidetti tells Aliga Lowdown about all of these topics and more on our YouTube channel this week. Hello, everyone. I'm David Garrido. Yes, we'll play you a chunk of our chat a bit later on this mini pod, and also coming up in the next 15, 20 minutes or so. Real Madrid let a two-goal lead slip to draw at Villarreal, while Barcelona say adios to Andres Iniesta with a 1-0 win at home to Real Sociedad, and Diego is casting a critical eye across their campaign. As for the two big standout moments of the season, which prevented Barca from having a near-perfect one, well, I mean, Messi said it himself. The players in those two matches came out too relaxed, and therefore they were the reason why in those two instances this team crashed and burned as hard as my previous relationships. Another farewell for Fernando Torres as Atletico Madrid draw at the Wonders to finish the season second after their Europa League celebrations in midweek. Ewan is assessing Atleti's season. Of course, they're finally unleashed. They've been much better, and Griezmann has been better used. So it's very impressive that they've won a trophy and finished above Real Madrid in second. It's arguably their best season since they won the league in 2013-14. What about the Valencian community sides? Valencia 4th, Villarreal 5th, Levante surviving comfortably in the end. Paco is giving his marks out of 10 for all three. Maybe selling Federic Bacambo wasn't the best idea after all. Anyway, after a wobbly first half of season, they found their footing again in the final stretch of the competition and seized, once again, a Europa League place. And it's been the season where the Litlands have proved they can pack a punch. Lega, Heta, Girona, Alaves, Eibar, they've all had reasons to be cheerful this season, as Alex discusses. One key for all these clubs is that they understand and they accept that they are small clubs. Quetafa had the smallest budget in La Liga this season. They also had the shortest time to prepare for the season as they played playoffs. But they've done everything right. They were smart when planning the season without spending money they didn't have. Plus your three-word verdicts and a sneaky snippet of John Gretti. That's all on the way. OK, OK, so ultimately there was nothing meaningful riding on any of the games on Match Day 38 in La Liga. The top four and bottom three places decided some time ago. Europa League sorted two, but it was a symbolic weekend with a number of farewells. And Barcelona closed off their campaign. And of course, the Barca chapter of Andres Iniesta's playing career with a 1-0 victory at home to Real Sociedad. Huge murals adorned all sides of the camp now. The colour cards spelt out, infinite Iniesta, a T4 red, thanks for so much. 
just a couple of the messages because so many fans had written their own messages for Don on banners that they brought to the game. And fantastic to see him sharing a moment with another one club servant before kickoff, another 34-year-old, Javi Prieto, who was about to appear for his 532nd and final game for La Real. So much to the occasion. What about the match? Well, Lionel Messi started it on the bench, so was the thought that he would come on for Eldon in a symbolic gesture, the passing on of the armband for good? Well, it didn't happen that way. And in fact, perhaps more symbolic was the identity of the man who scored the only goal of the game in the second half. Philippe Coutinho, who might ultimately be Iniesta's successor in his position. A little jink left, a shift right and a rocket of a shot which Miguel Angel Moya had no chance of saving. Iniesta's goal on his farewell appearance wouldn't come, but his standing ovation did in the 81st minute as he was substituted for Paco Alcácer. So after 22 years, 32 trophies and 674 appearances for Barcelona, the camp now said goodbye to one of the greatest players to ever grace that Blaugrana shirt and indeed one of the greatest Spanish players ever, but not before singing his name for the rest of the game and in fact, long after the final whistle. And Iniesta certainly made his contribution to the 2017-18 campaign. Another domestic double one, a Barca taking league title number 25, Copa del Rey number 30. But there are, believe it or not, fans who call for Renato Valverde to go after the defeat to Roma in the Champions League and the 5-4 loss at Levante, which meant that their tilted and unbeaten league season fell apart in the penultimate game. Not the perfect season, but not a bad one either. What did Barca lack then? Where could they improve? Well, the man to ask is Ali Lowdown's Diego Lorraine. David, I'm going to start with your second question and tell you where, for me, this Barca side needs to improve. Now, currently, the squad is made up of 25 players. Valverde has repeatedly said that he prefers to work with small plantillas, right? Small teams. Both Pep's and Lucho's teams were also very tight. You'll remember no more than 22 players. Fixing this overbooking and looking to promote role players from La Masia must be a top priority for this club because only then can players count on the trust of the manager, have a clear understanding of what he's asking of them and can Barca go back to their playing style. Now, as for the two big standout moments of the season which prevented Barca from having a near perfect one, well, I mean, Messi said it himself. The players in those two matches came out too relaxed and therefore they were the reason why in those two instances this team crashed and burned as hard as my previous relationships. Cheers Diego. Well Real Madrid's trip to Villarreal was interesting at least in the context of their Champions League final against Liverpool in Kiev next Saturday. Interesting because Zinedine Zidane risked almost his entire gala 11 from the first whistle with the exception of Keylor Navas who was left out completely and Karim Benzema who started on the bench. Gareth Bale opened the scoring after a lovely dummy to deceive Daniel Bonera and a right foot shot which beat Andres Fernandez. 16 La Liga goals for him this campaign and it's four in his last three games as well. And then a beautiful move. Isco's diagonal ball to Matt Marcelo, whose cross bent in, was nodded home by Cristiano Ronaldo. CR7's league tally and not too shabby, 26 goals and 44 in all competitions so far. But then back came Villarreal through two of their substitutes. First, Roger Martinez straight off the bench and firing past Lucas Zidane in the Madrid goal. And Marcelo was half asleep as Samuel Castillo latched onto a Rodri quick free kick to round the young keeper and score the equaliser. It showed the good and bad of Madrid, the scintillating swagger of the first half, but the sleepy lack of attention in the second. Liverpool have food for thought for Kiev. (laughs) 
Well, it's been some week for Atletico Madrid. Emotional, exhilarating, exhausting. After their Europa League exploits last Wednesday in Lyon, they clinched second place for good with a 2-2 draw against Eibar and a fitting way for Fernando Torres to end his second centre of the club as he scored both of Atleti's goals as they came from behind to then lead and then ultimately had to settle for a draw. Joan Jordan had prodded a diagonal ball forward into the path of Kike, who slid the ball past Jan Oblak to temporarily dampen the party atmosphere at the Wanda, but then Vitolo sprung the offside trap and unselfishly squared for El Nino to side foot home his first goal. The second was more typical Torres, a long ball from Savic chested down by Diego Costa and Torres latched onto it and slotted home. Lucas Hernandez then got sent off for a second yellow card and Ruben Benya hit a belter on the half volley against the 10 men, so 2-2 it finished. Not quite the victorious send-off that Atleti wanted to give Torres, but he departs after 404 official games, scoring 129 goals. He came as a kid, he leaves as a legend, and we'll wait to see where the 34-year-old heads next. Again, lots to look at here in a bit more depth and detail. Yes, Atleti won a first major trophy in four seasons. They finished above Madrid for the first time since that La Liga triumph, but their failure to make the Champions League knockout stages was more than disappointing, and they were beaten soundly over two legs by Sevilla in the Copa quarterfinals. Our very own Ewan Matera has written a book on Atleti's rise to prominence over the last decade, so he is the perfect man to ask about this. Ewan, how good was this season, especially when compared to the ones before? I think this campaign has been slightly better than should have been expected. Let's not forget, Atletico moved to a new stadium and they had the transfer ban last summer. I think it's easy to underestimate the impact of the transfer ban. This is probably why they went out in the Champions League group stages. With Costa finally unleashed, they've been much better and Griezmann has been better used. So it's very impressive that they've won a trophy and finished above Real Madrid in second. It's arguably their best season since they won the league in 2013-14. I guess the next question is, where do Atletico go from here, especially with all of that speculation surrounding Antoine Griezmann and his future, probably away from the wonder, and also, can they finally evolve under Diego Simeone? Next season is going to be an important year for Atletico. There are no more excuses, as they won't have a transfer ban and won't have to get used to a new stadium. They might not have Griezmann anymore, but they really should be prepared for this and have a contingency plan in place, given that he's been linked with a move away since the days of his hotline bling celebration. Atletico also need to involve their style a little, as relying on one world-class Jan Oblak save per game is surely not a stable tactical plan. And they must refresh the squad, but I'm confident they can do both. Ewan, thank you. Well, from Madrid to the east coast of Spain, and Valencia finished off their season with a 2-1 win at home to Deportivo La Coruña, even though they were already sporting their new away kit last year for the 2018-19 season. Simone Zaza got the first, a lovely move for Gonzalo Guedes to score the second, and Lucas Perez got a consolation for Deportivo at Mestalla. So, Valencia finished fourth. And now, we mentioned Villarreal earlier. Admittedly, a season where defender Matteo Musacchio departed at the start, and then striker Cedric Bacambu in the middle, and where a talented midfield took a while to settle down, but which ends with the contract renewal of Javi Calleja as they finish fifth. And for Levante, what an impact Paco Lopez has made to get them safe, taking 25 from 30 points before their 4-2 defeat at Celta Vigo. Ruben Martinez's opener was arguably the goal of the game, but they then let Maxi Gomez and Iago Aspas run the show. Both of them scored twice. Jose Luis Morales netting a consolation at Balaidos. Paco Bolita is the man with a lowdown on everything that's going on in the Valencian community, so he is the man to dish out the marks out of 10 for each of the three teams involved. Valencia. Obviously, we're talking about one of La Liga's big winners, coming back from two disappointing years and securing Champions League spots many match days before the end of the season. Geoffrey Condovia has been absolutely nailing it in the midfield and the effort has been strong overall. Marcelino looks good on the bench and now the challenge is keeping it up next year. 
9 out of 10. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Annoying if we consider just how reliable the yellow submarine used to be in the past few seasons. Maybe selling Cedric Bakambu wasn't the best idea after all. Anyway, after a wobbly first half of season, they found their footing again in the final stretch of the competition and seized, once again, a Europa League place. Six out of ten, they did what they were expected to do. Levante. I'm sorry, I just can't hand out a single grade here. The best team of the last two months was, before that point, one of the worst in La Liga and, I should say, in the whole continent. But sometimes changes for the best. Once Muñiz was out, their performance skyrocketed and was absolutely brilliant. So, 2 out of 10 before coach Paco López arrived and from that point onward, a well-deserved 10 out of 10 with Paco at the helm. Cheers, Paco. Well, by the way, that game at Baleidos was the final one for Juan Carlos Onsue in charge of Celta Vigo as they finished 12th. So there's another club who'll be looking for a new head coach. It's been a poor campaign overall, and it could have been far worse had it not been for Maxi and Yago Aspas, who combined to contribute 39 league goals between them. And not just Celta, but Sevilla too. Joaquin Caparros will not continue after his cameo. He took 10 points in the last 12 on offer and emotional scenes in the rain at the San Juan as he couldn't hold back the tears at the final whistle. The crowd chanting his name after the 1-0 win over Alaves. It was Wissam Benyeda who got the winner after combining well with Franco Vasquez. El Mudo hit the post for the hosts. Fine save from Pacheco, as did Ruben Sobrino for the visitors. And in the end for Sevilla, Champions League quarter finalists, Copa del Rey finalists and a seventh place finish in La Liga, which means that they will play in the Europa League qualifiers. It will still niggle them though that they are below Real Betis in the table, but Betis were beaten 3-2 at Leganes, another team who'll know they'll have to appoint a new head coach. Asier Garitano signed off with a typically spirited performance. Allegra went a goal down to Joel Campbell of all people, then went a man down as Diego Rico saw yellow and then red within a minute, but Dimitri Siovas of all people popped up in the six-yard box to equalise. Then Miguel Angel Guerrero also set up Jose Naranjo for 2-1 before Tony Sanabria headed past John Anders Serantes for 2-2, but the 10 men found a winner through a deflected Nuruddin Amrabat strike. 
Getafe and Girona, both won away from home. Jose Borrasia's side 1-0 victors at Malaga, courtesy of a low at Remy penalty, while a Christian Suani double managed to get Pablo Machin all three points in the final game of their debut La Liga campaign, with a Jonathan Cagliari penalty in between. All of which means that the five smallest teams in Spain's top division have enjoyed decent campaigns. In ascending order in terms of size, Eibar, Leganés, Girona, Getafe and Alaves all have grounds with less than 20,000 capacity, but they really have stood up and been counted. La Liga Lowdown's Alex Johnson has been looking at why the Litlands can be loud and proud about their seasons. One key for all these clubs is that they understand and they accept that they are small clubs, that they don't have the same resources as the majority of their opponents. Getafe had the smallest budget in La Liga this season. They also had the shortest time to prepare for the season as they played playoffs, but they've done everything right. They were smart when planning the season. Without spending money they didn't have, they went for the right players, some who never played a La Liga match before. They looked at the character and they created a very tight group. When I spoke to Bordalas earlier this season, he highlighted that since they have less quality than most teams, the psychological level plays a big role. So that's one thing, and that's something I think we can see at all of these clubs. Girona, Lega and Eibar. It's not a coincidence that when we speak of the best coaches of La Liga this season, it's these coaches we speak of. Bordalas, Machin, Garitano, Mendilibar, Abelardo. They've been absolutely key. They play different kind of football, but they all have a clear idea, a structure. Everyone knows their role. Alaves, they are a little bit different because they changed coach mid-season. They had a great team, but they didn't play well. Abelardo arrived and what he's done is he's making his players believe in themselves. He also simplified the way they play with a 4-4-2 lineup. He made things more clear. Thank you, Alex. And speaking of Alaves, Alex has been chatting with one of their on-loan strikers, John Giretti, in the latest of our series of exclusive interviews. Giretti joined from Celta Vigo in the winter transfer window after a tough first half of the season, but now he's looking ahead to the World Cup with his native Sweden, having been selected in their 23-man squad. We'll run the whole thing in two parts on Wednesday and Thursday on our YouTube channel, so make sure you subscribe and enable notifications. Our custom URL is youtube.com forward slash C forward slash La Liga Lowdown, or just put La Liga Lowdown into your search engine. But just to whet your appetite, here's a, a cheeky chunk of our chat with John where he tells us what it's like to play for Abelardo and what makes his head coach special. He's a winner, you know, you can see it throughout. You know, he always wants to win, whether it's in training or if it's in the game or whatever. You know, he's very, very serious in everything he does. But at the same time, a little bit like Berizzo, you know, you can have a great relationship with him outside the pitch. You know, before training, you can stand, you can have a joke, you can laugh. You know, you, you, he makes it feel like a family, which is very important. And Berizzo was the same, you know, he did that in a fantastic way. But when it came down to business, it's all about the business, you know, and it's 100% serious. And, you know, he's gotten it absolutely spot on, you know, the way he works with everything, the way he speaks to the players, the way we train and the way we come out on the pitch together as a team, defend as a team, attack as a team. You know, he's just gotten it spot on. And I think I think his career has just started and he's going to have an absolutely amazing career in, in a, as a trainer because, you know, he's up there with the, the best I've worked with. Uh, and with both Celta and with Alaves, you, you've scored against the, the biggest clubs in, in La Liga, against Barcelona, Real Madrid, Atletico Madrid, Valencia. Why do you think it is that you always score against the top clubs? I don't know, to be fair. You know, it's, uh, I try to score every game I play, or, or not even score. You know, I, I go out to try to win the game, you know, try to do the best for the team. And you know, the chances have fallen to me in the big games, which is obviously a pleasure because, you know, to score against the big sides is. 
it's, it's a dream and the, to, to be able to do it is really nice you know you can you, something you can tell your grandkids about when they when they get older you know it's, yeah, yeah your dad's played days scored a few goals yeah it's nice so more than that you know it's, I, I don't really know why it is you know I try, I try to go out and do my best for the team every single time as again it's not about scoring goals or making assists it's about the team winning and you just got to make that got to work hard to try to make it the best for the team and try to try to be able to help the team in the best way you can uh, and you have had three good seasons here in Spain now, you're in your mid-twenties. Where do you see your, your career for forward? Where, where, where is it going? Well, of course, you know, I, I still dream big, you know, I want to try to become the best John I can be and try to become the best player I can be. Yeah, I've missed out a lot with injuries, you know, and hopefully touch wood. The, the injuries are injuries are over now and hopefully I can stay fit and I would love to stay in Spain, you know. I, I love it in Spain right now and I'm very, very happy I can see myself playing here for many more years. And you know, there's a lot of clubs in Spain that are playing amazing football. So you know, as long as I can stay in, in Spain and you know, try to go as, as high as I can, as big as I can, and you know, try to be the best John I can be. You know. And don't forget, you can see that interview in full in two parts on Wednesday and Thursday on our YouTube channel. So we've done the good, but not too much of the bad. Look, we won't dwell on it, but. Perhaps appropriate that the bottom three all went down with a defeat and barely a whimper. And they were the worst three teams in Spain's top division by quite some margin. Only a touch over 6,000 were in to watch Las Palmas go down to Girona as they ended the season with a 16-game winless streak. The Bacohemis experiment backfired badly and he will not be continuing as head coach at the Estadio Gran Canaria. Malaga finished rock bottom after that loss at home to Hedafe with protests against owner Sheikh Artani, while Deportivo had a brief revival under Clarence Seidorf, but ultimately too little too late. Two other teams who'd had seasons to forget met at San Mames, but at least it finished on a high note for Espanyol, who under David Gallego have taken 13 points out of the last 15, and it was ever-present David Lopez who scored the winner. But for Athletic Club, 16th place is the second worst finish in their history. Guko Zeganda called it the saddest farewell he could imagine, and all he could do was apologise. And that is Matchday 38, all wrapped up. Okay, so time to get your three-word verdicts from the weekend as the curtain falls on La Liga. First of all, about last night, Arutuch, who is a Madrid fan, says the final goodbye. Matthew Clark has gone for Iniesta era concluded. This from Mark Pilkington, gracias Don Andres. And similar from Lan Academy FC, arigatou Don Andres. Maybe a little hint as to where he might be heading next. And Mike C puts just three names. Torres, Prieto, Iniesta. And the Tick Guy Golite says La Liga Legends. Uh, Jack Sanders has chosen Change of Guard. And Tajdin Adiemi sums it up nicely past the tissue. Uh, other topics this from Kirat Meha Madrid cannot defend. Uh, Escaparasol says Amunt Valencia champions because they're in the Champions League. And a Richard Cosmala's choice Espanol form horses. Uh, yeah, nice run from Davigayo's side at the end. Four wins out of five and unbeaten. Thank you for all of those. So the domestic season may be over, but we've still got plenty coming up this next week on YouTube. On Tuesday, we're all picking a different head coach of the season as the 60-second standoff becomes the 30-second shootout. All five members of the La Liga Lowdown squad are involved with this one. So just 30 seconds to put each of our cases forward for our chosen coach. Our exclusive interview with John Gadetti runs on Wednesday and Thursday. And then on Friday, it is our final Partidas or Predictions video ahead of the Champions League final. Real Madrid taking on Liverpool in Kiev. Don't forget to check in on our Twitter feed throughout the week too. We are at La Liga Lowdown. So give us a cheeky follow while you're checking out our content there on social media. And also, why not visit our website as well? It's www.laligalowdown.com. And of course, 
There is this mini pod. We've really enjoyed doing it each and every Monday this season. And if you've enjoyed it, why not give us five stars? That's your La Liga Lowdown. See you next time. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.